welcome in. It is day number 12, the 12th of March. Happy birthday to you if it is your birthday on the 12th of March. What a time to be alive. We're nearly halfway through March. Can you believe it already? Then we're going to be a third of the way through the year. But anyway, it is what it is. Timberland bringing us into this one. Today on number 12 of 30 in 30, more lessons from my sane life that I've had as it is my birthday month. Uh, We're going to be talking about being broke and house sitting. Now, house sitting is something that I've done for a, a number of years and I'll tell you exactly how I come to get into that and why and what I've learned from that. But basically, it's because uh, I I was broke. So, you know, when you're broke, you don't really have much money for rent and those types of things. But I'm very creative and I'm very big on finding solutions to problems. And being broke... Uh, requires you to be creative and find a number of solutions. So you recall that by now uh, I've gone through my journey of pissing up in my 20s, growing up, getting too much money as a young fella too early on, buying lazy boys on finance, all those different types of things, right through to quitting my job, and now we're into the grind of it. So into the stage of life for these podcasts where I was trying to figure out how to how to make a dollar in the business world, and we talked a little bit about that in day number 11, about quitting my job, and then it, it, it dawned on me how hard it is and how long it actually takes to make some massive progress in the business space and what sacrifices you need to make in order to be able to do that. And I was ready for those challenges uh, I just didn't realize that it was going to take so much time. Anyway, I was uh, hanging around with my good mate Ben, and we were both on our business journeys together, completely different things, uh, but spending a lot of time together. I was flatting, he was crashing at my flat, and eventually the girls that I live with were like, the fuck is your mate doing here on the couch? Like, this can't this can't keep happening. And um, eventually I was like, right, I'm going to have to move out because... I did an exercise, and it's an exercise I've taught you about in a Keep the Change lesson called Analyzing Your Life's Cost. And what I did is I went through all of my expenses and outgoings that I had and figured out what could I what could I remove. And when I did that exercise, I thought, well, I could get rid of rent. Surely there's a way not to pay rent. i got two options. I can move home, and I have to ask them whether they'll have me. Luckily, they said yes. And I thought, there's got to be a way to live rent-free in Auckland. And... If I didn't do that exercise, I wouldn't have had that question to myself and I wouldn't have gone on a journey to figure out what that was. So it started with, how can you live rent-free in Auckland or in any any town? And I thought, well, well, some people, they must go overseas and they must want you to look after their house because everyone is so hell-bent on owning a home that it's their number one asset in their head. So they're going to want to look after it. So I thought, well, there's got to be some sort of register or website or platform where you can volunteer to do house sits for people and in return, uh, they give you their keys and you get to live there and you don't have to pay any rent. So I had a Google, unbelievable technology that is Google, and there was about three different house sitting companies and had a a bit of a skim through each of them and worked out, okay, which one's the most aesthetically, is that the word? Aesthetically, I don't know how to say that. Uh, which one Which one looks the sexiest, basically, 
and which one looks like it's got the most listings, and started signing up. And we signed up, Ben and I, two blokes, two lads, and wrote a big professional bio about how, um, you know, we're both doing different business ventures, and we work from home a lot, so we'll take good care of your house. We've both had houses of our own previously, and we've had pets, and all these different types of things. I probably should have put in there that we'd had girlfriends because it did transpire down the track that a number of people actually thought we were a couple of homosexual house sitters, which is completely fine. It is what it is. Go the rainbow community if that's what you're into. Uh, but we're not. And that was, I guess, surprising for some of the people when we'd tell them, oh, we might have girls come and stay, which was an absolute long shot that any girls would want to come stay with us anyway. But um, they were like, what? Like, we we've only put one towel out in one bedroom for you. We, ooh, okay, this is awkward. But anyway, uh, that happens, you know. So when you're doing your bio, make sure if you're doing it with your best mate, if you're a male or a female, you want to put those sort of details just so that the reader really isn't making those kind of judgments in their head. But anyway, that's a that's a trick or a trap for young players. But we loaded ourselves up and we uh, got, we had to do like an interview and it was all quite serious. Got through all the rigmarole and then we were we were away laughing. We could basically look for houses that were available, and we could we could apply for them. So we did that, and within about a week, the first one we got. So I, I don't know what these places are called anymore because I don't use them. But uh, Google House Sitting New Zealand. Long story short, Ben and I actually got kicked off of the House Sitting Register. But maybe we'll get to that later in the pod, or you know, I don't know if I should explain why. Now nah, I'll tell you a bit later. But anyway, our first house sitting gig. I get, a, I get an email, hey, we'd like you to look after my cat. I'm going away for a month, and here's the address. I have a Google, I'm like, don't know where that is. Uh, oh, fuck, that's Waiheke Island. Brrr, ring up, Ben. Mate, we are on here. We're off to Waiheke for the month. Big problem, didn't have much cash to be able to get to and back from Auckland. So we uh, we set to the gig, won the lady over with a coffee, um, she probably still thinks we're gay, but that's all good stuff. She was off to work in a, another country for a month, and we had to look after her cat, Koha, from memory, was the cat's name. And so there we go. We uh, we set off for Waiheke, and we could afford a 10-card concession card between us. So we knew in the space of a month um, we could basically go back and forth five times between us in little... Little disclaimer, I think once we might not have clipped the, the concession card on the way back too, so we might have had a couple of spears, a couple of extras, so to speak. But that's literally like how uh, broke we were. Like we, we had enough to, to get some food and get some essentials, but you know, people were like, fuck, that must have been so cool living on Waiheke for a month. Like, what was that like? Did you go to the vineyards? And we're like, yeah, yeah, nah, drove past them a couple of times in the car that they provided uh, at the house where house sitting, but nah, wasn't nipping in there for a bloody cheeky vino or a meal because uh, we couldn't afford it. We couldn't even fucking afford to come back on the ferry. But anyway, these are the things you got to go through when you're uh, when you're, you're back against the wall and you're, you're trying to get your grind on. So uh, we spent a month over there. It was freezing cold. It was in the middle of winter. We actually... A uh, little side note here, I'd, I'd actually, I'd wanted to spend some time with the mayor butcher to ask him some questions. You wouldn't believe it, the lady says to us, oh, I live next to the next door to the mayor butcher. Wow. Anyway, we get over there, he's not even there, he's not even there, he's got, he lives, he's uh, got a house in, in Auckland, and on Waihekia, Waiheke, which we renamed to Waihekia, and anyway, he turned up uh, towards the end of our stay, 
and he's just sitting in our in the backyard of this place because my dad actually knows him, and he'd said, "Oh, you know, go and see the boys if you if you do end up going over there." And and he just rolls into the backyard, and he's sitting there. I'm rolling around the place with like no pants on. I think, and I'm like, "Holy jeez, this is the man butcher." G'day, it's your old mate. And so I open the door. That's Jackie. Which says, "G'day, it's your old mate." He doesn't actually say that, but he's like, "I need you little fucks to come over and help me do some fucking social media content." I'm like what? So I need a fucking. I can't get this fucking video going. Get it up online, and it's fucking me off. So I get Ben because Ben's right into content and videography and stuff. I'm like, mate, the Sir Matt Peter Leach is out here. He's just absolutely going off. You need a bloody. Uh, you need to go next door and you need to help him with this video. So he was trying to upload like a 64-hour video to Facebook, and obviously they weren't allowing that. So we had to clip it down for him, but we ended up there for a day just about, and he was feeding us bourbons and telling us yarns and stuff, and um, got to ask him some of the questions that I was hoping to ask him in a, in a, in a catch-up anyway. So uh, funny how these things happen, but uh, I can't even remember where I was going with that before I remembered that we got to spend a little bit of time with uh, Sir Peter Leach, the Mad Butcher, uh, but it's a very interesting place, old Waiheke, and that was our that was our virginity, so to speak, of house sitting done and dusted. And yeah, it was it was cool to be able to spend some time over there. Uh, but like I say, we didn't get to do too much because we didn't have much cash. But you know, I'd, I was working on school rebates at this stage. So this is the the platform to allow parents to claim out their school donations. So I was just peppering emails and replying and. Uh, trying to get social media content out there, trying to build up networks and have video calls and all these different types of things and uh, do it all rent free. So basically we used my parents' place as a home base down there, down towards Pukekohe Way and then uh, we would apply for these house sits and try and get them and if they wanted two young uh, homosexual lads to look after their house and pets then yeah, they would uh, they would fire us an email but there was very few people that wanted two guys to look after their house which was I guess uh, not surprising looking back but uh, I guess you know you like to think that we live in a world of equality but uh, you know two heterosexual younger guys people are probably going to judge a book by its cover and be like I'm not having these two fuckwits in my house I'd rather a, a couple or a settled mature people those types of things you know people can be a bit judgy I think you know what I'm trying to say here but anyway the people that would give us a crack uh, they loved us because we'd provide updates and we'd email them and we would uh, we'd do shit like the lady in Waiheke. We bloody we uh, water water blasted her deck. I don't even think she'd ever turned her own water blaster on. We got it out and and did the whole deck, and she was just kind of like, yeah, okay, thanks guys. Uh, but anyway, you know you can't please everyone. So we were trying to go above and beyond. Good good tactic for life. Go above and beyond. Under promise, over deliver. Is that the no over promise, over deliver? Um, we were doing all that stuff, and we got uh, different different house sits all around Auckland, and it was a great way to be able to see Auckland for a couple of lads that didn't know Auckland too well, having not lived here or grow growing up here. And we were in East Auckland, West Auckland, South Auckland, Central Auckland, Waiheke, North Shore. It was it was epic. It was a great way to get a bit of a taste of all the different parts of Auckland. Some of them would be one week, two week, three weeks, four weeks. I think uh, one of them was six weeks, but where I'm actually house-sitting right now, I'm not actually recording this podcast from there because I've come down to the city uh, for the night, but I go back there tomorrow after I go do some work and some meetings, um, is is up at Omaha, and I still go there and look after their dog, and uh, we've become very good friends, effectively, and Ben and I were asked to go up and, and meet them, and 
that's uh, that's what we did. So we went up and met them, and they've been going away. They go away a few times a year, the owners of this house, and we look after the house plus their dog. Most of these people, they want you to look after their pets. That, that's what they really care about. They don't give a fuck about their house. They care about their pets, okay? So you want to be sending photos to the owners, the cats, their dogs, their bloody tadpoles, whatever it is, uh, their underground huskies, you know, you name it. These people have got pets that I didn't even know existed. So you want to be updating them and keeping them uh, cool that their pets are actually safe. And trust me, there'll be things they need to eat at this specific time. And, you know, you just, yeah, our dogs are a lot different to other dogs. And you're like, oh, we're really? Okay, yeah, well, no, you haven't come across that before. Wow, yeah, 16 meals a day. Okay, yeah. And oh, it has to be fed at 6.03.39 seconds. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I'm, I'm sure that really matters. Um, but, you know, you've got, to, you've got to do all these things to keep these people happy. But uh, Omaha, outstanding place, the beach. I'd always, as, as like a life goal for me, I've always uh, wanted a, a beach house. And it was a good wake-up call for me, house-sitting, that you can achieve your goals without necessarily having to uh, do them yourself. Because all of a sudden, I had started this business, we were still broke, and I'm sitting in a spa in a house-sit from one of the nicest beaches in the country, I'd say, Omaha beaches, and going, wow... This is weird. Like I'm in a house that I've sort of pictured that I'd like to own one day, uh, and I'm doing it very quickly. And ha- how's this happen? So it was a bit of a uh, a weird thing to explain, but also for me to comprehend. And and it's a bit of a wake up that your goals they don't you know I think the point of having goals is to to do the to go through the process to then feel the reward of getting there, right? But you can almost fast track your goals by going and living in them or tasting them to get you that hunger and I strongly suggest that like sometimes if there's something that you really want or there's a neighborhood you'd like to live in like go and drive through it and just get out and walk around and get inspired and go looking and and figure out could you see yourself living here and and how would you do that and start asking yourself those questions am I willing to do what it's going to take to be able to do this and get a taste for what your goals might look like and that's exactly what house sitting was like. We'd house sit these places, and you would get this energy of "fuck, okay, you know this is, this is cool. You know this is this is the sort of house that I'd like to have. Uh, why am I setting my my standards so low and uh, my goals so low? What you know, maybe I need to be patient. Maybe you know, look at all these homeowners that have these houses. They're a lot older. Okay, well, been this whole it's got to happen in the next five years, sort of thing. Why why can't it happen um, at a later date? But and, and then also you can you can taste it along the way for free by house sitting for people that are that are going well yeah we're we're happy to have you into our home and if you can look after our home and our dog and it was just a an interesting period of my life where I was doing quite a lot of it but uh, eventually started to get business off the ground and start getting some income and start getting to uh, a point where some of these house sits were becoming almost a bit um, they were becoming a chore because you were in and out of your your back uh, your backpack, I still roll around in a backpack. Um, out of your bag, and it was disrupting my pattern of work and my routine and things like that. And so I ended up spending a, a bit more time at home and being selective with the the jobs that I well the the house sitting jobs that I was taking, but was always keeping an eye out for what the good ones were. But um, I promise to tell you that about our, our little misdemeanor that we had. Now, Ben and I were 
pretty big into the content game. You know, if you follow me on uh, Instagram for Keep the Change, like I'm not afraid to jump on and have a quick yarn. And, and we've been doing this stuff for years through BGP and just different things. And uh, Ben was getting into videography. I'm like, mate, we should be vlogging. We should vlog these bloody house sits. And so we made a couple of house sits and we thought they were pretty funny for our mates and whatnot. Uh, anyway, we applied for this house sit and it was like, because you get a bit of a brief of what the house is like, and it's like pool, sauna, spa, cinema, like you name it, this thing had it, and it was it was one night only, we thought, fuck it, let's have a go, and we'd seen it pop up before, and you've basically, you've got to be in the sort of first five to reply, and if you um, meet their sort of criteria for their shortlist, you'll get put into the top five, and then the, the listing just drops off, but until they've got their top five, it stays up, and so we replied straight away, and we made the top five. And then all of a sudden it was, um, no, you know, you, you won't be getting a, an interview. We're like, oh, okay, tough times. Um, but anyway, we think what happened is that those people were, they were getting, they were building a shortlist, then they'd go away and they would Google and have a look into these people and they obviously found a couple of these vids that we had on social media around us house-sitting and they, they must have said, told the, the platform on which we were listed uh, look at these absolute idiots. Who do they think they are? They're breaching the privacy uh, of their the homeowners and whatnot, which is probably fair. It's probably fair. And so the the platform rang us and said, "How dare you? You um you you've breached our terms and conditions." I said, "Well, wh- which term and condition is that?" And as always, you know, when people say shit like that, they're like, "Ah oh, ah oh, ah oh, oh, eighteen point. I'm making it up now." So, you know, I don't know, maybe we're in the wrong, we're probably, we're probably in the wrong, who knows, but um, we got booted off, so that was it, so we were, um, we were done and dusted, but interestingly we had a, they rung us and they kind of lied to us, they were like, if you take it down, everything is going to be sweet, so we took it all, all the content down, and then we tried to log into the platform and they're like, oh, yeah, no, we've, We've removed you. I'm like, oh, okay, well, you said that if we took it down, it was all going to be all good. And they're like, yeah, we don't want people like you on our platform. We're like, okay, sweet. But anyway, we've built great relationships with the people that we've done houses for, and they weren't absolute stiffies like these people, and so they were fine and uh, didn't care. But unlike old bloody Batlico, whoever they were that, were that were leading this platform, and they got rid of probably New Zealand's best house sitters, um off of the platform, a huge loss for them, obviously a big loss for them, but, you know, we uh, we, we kept on on cracking, but we, yeah, we, we had one last house sit booked in, and I said to Ben, do you know what we should do? We should, um, they, what, it was very cheeky, they, they had booked us, like just probably two days before this, booked us last minute, and to this place, and these people were so needy with these little dogs and stuff, and we were, and cats, and we were, like, yep, look, we can do it, it's fine, we can do it. And they're like, oh my God, thank you so much, because no one else could do it, no one on the register could do it, and you guys are such great guys, blah, blah, blah. Two days later, they're binning us. And I said to Ben, I was like, it's like they've forgotten that we're doing, that we've still got this house sit to come. So I said, let's, let's uh, they were flying overseas, these people that were going away. I said, let's email the, text the lady that runs the platform at 6.30, because they were leaving at 6. I said, let's, message the lady that runs the house sitting platform at 6.30 and say, hey, something's come up, we can't do the house sit anymore, because we knew that no one could do it, and she would have been in an absolute tailspin, and I'm like, mate, let's, let's get the last laugh here, last, last laugh here, and, um, and be little shits, and, 
you know, the time came and, and we didn't because we're better people than that. And we went and we did the house sit begrudgingly and we're dark and uh, part of me with the chip on my shoulder wishes that we did go down that route and just gave her the kiss, you know, the middle finger, cop that, now sort your own shit out, uh, good luck with that house sit for the next two weeks. But um, we uh, we do still have some morals and our moral, moral compass was still pointing towards the North Star of being good guys and New Zealand's best house sitters couldn't go out on a note by shafting uh, these poor innocent people like that and, and not turning up to their house. So um, we went and got it done. But that was kind of the end of the, the variation because then we, uh, we, you know, we obviously we weren't allowed on anymore and we were done. But just if you're going to do some house sitting, uh, just be careful about whether you're posting stuff of where you are and whether and their pets maybe that you're looking after. Some people are a little bit weird about it and whatnot. I'm sure... You're probably not like us and make a vlog and fucking post it all over Facebook and be like, look at us, we're in Waiheke, look at us, we're all over the show. And people, your mates like, you guys are just off your lids, what are you doing? Um, but anyway, you know, you won't make the same mistakes as us and that's what these lessons are about, ensuring that if you're going to go down and do some of these things, you're not going to do the dumb shit that, uh, you know, that we've done uh, along our lives. But I'm sure, I hope you've had some fun through this lesson because uh, it, is a, it is, a, is a bit of a unique lesson and it's a bit of a unique situation to to be house sitting and a bit of a weird thing to do but just know that there are always solutions for the expenses that you have I literally looked at my rent and I was like fuck that I do not need to pay that there's got to be a way that I can live rent free and I was aggressively trying to find creative solutions to my problems and I was so lucky that I could move home but I didn't want to just I thought well that's cool but that's an easy way out there's got to be a different way where you don't need to pay rent and maybe it could be living at someone's place and doing heaps of chores around the place. You just do not know until you ask. So, you know, uh, do consider house sitting. Even I just say start with Facebook and say, does anyone know anyone that needs a house sitter? You you start to get a reputation very quickly because people that go away tend to hang out with people who go away. And if you look after someone's house, often they will then pass you on to one of their friends who's like, oh, well, they're going to bloody wherever for excuse me, for six weeks in Australia and whatnot, and you, your name starts to get passed around as a house sitter or the house sitter, and you'll be surprised at how many weeks of the year you can actually stack together. And my cousin at the moment is actually house sitting, and she is effectively saving more money to pay down her debt on her property that she's having built because she's not paying rent, and she's being able to, to live rent-free. So you know, don't discount it and don't think that it's just an Auckland thing. And of course, there's probably more options up here for it. Uh, the downside is, you know, you have to live out of your suitcase uh, for a bit. And um, if you're currently renting or something like that, well, it's probably counterintuitive because you've already got that going out. But, you know, could you, um, you know, could you find a solution for that and, and maybe move out of your place and do some house sitting but go home? But it does exist and it does happen. And it's been a great way for Ben and I to save some money and to build our businesses from the start and to see different parts of Auckland, to meet different people. I've now been house-sitting at this place that I'm at in Omaha uh, for over five years now, I think it is, and I get on with the people really, really well, and I'm checking in with them to make sure that they're all right when we're not there because I just genuinely care about them now and their dog and what they're up to, and we go to the cafe together, we go out for dinner together. I've... Um, you know, I've been lucky enough where they've said, look, we're going to go away at Christmas. You guys can, you can host your family here and you can have your family here for Christmas. So I've hosted my family there for Christmas and a beach house with a spa and backs onto a golf course and 
Um, they say, look, you drink drink whatever you want uh, in the place, and you know the hospitality that some people will show you is it opens your eyes to uh, how giving people are and how if you can build relationships with people that people are really awesome and you can turn strangers into people that will have you in your home looking after, well, in their home, and you you can look after their pets. And some of these people, they'll even pay you to do it, which is a, a massive bonus. Sometimes people will leave behind money and say, hey, look, here you go. And you can, you're living rent-free, then you're effectively getting paid for it. So there you go. Something very creative for you to think about, something that's been a big part of my, well, not a big part of my life, but a, like definitely... Uh, a solution that's then given me heaps of fun and enjoyment and fulfillment along the way as well. And what I notice about going different places and living in different places is um, it's really good for my creativity. So I will get a lot out of going to somewhere new and living there for a bit and just seeing how it all works. This week, for instance, I've been in the ocean every single day, every single morning, and even if it's just for you know, a minute, couple of minutes, the water's been beautiful, there's a bit of a rip today, I nearly got caught in that, and, you know, I'm no dang and loader over here, so I wasn't going to fucking try and outswim the bloody rip, so I was only in there for 30, 40 seconds, getting a little bit of a uh, cold water on the body, and then off to the cafe for a quick latte, because I'm a full Aucklander now, aren't I, of the coconut milk, and then head home to do a bit of work, so... You know, I don't even know why I was telling you that, Uh, but you just to get to experience different things, and I think that's the cool thing about getting out of your own routine and your own environment and going and experiencing other people's, and that's the beauty that house allows uh, house sitting allows you to have. There we go. That has been the twelfth day of March, March number twelfth, being broke and house sitting. We're into the nice and deep into the journey of Luke now. We are. We, uh, we're really running out of money trying to get this business going and we're looking for creative solutions not to have money leaving the bank account, i.e. paying rent. But rest assured, people, it does get better and we start to break the back of it and start to come out the other side as well. But um, I guess a lesson for some of you here that might be thinking about going into business, or you might be thinking about changing jobs or moving cities or your income's going to change is that it's, it's all good to take a step back to enable yourself to be able to take many steps forward. And what I mean by that is that I was, by quitting this job, I was giving away a, a decent income and, and my goal was, you know, if I could have a 100 grand salary by 30, I would be fucking absolutely Warren Buffett in this place. And I had to give up on that and go, actually, I'm so close to that, but now is not the time for that. And and that 100 grand salary It'll come, and it probably won't mean as much as you thought it would, but let's take a couple of steps back, and let's go back to, to being broke and try and figure out how to start absolutely making massive strides on the other side of that because, as I've spoken to you before about in different lessons, I wasn't in the vehicle that was going to get me to my goals, so I needed to get out of the vehicle, and that meant that I was going to have to almost go back to the start, and this is what happened. I was I was back down to, to absolute square one. You know, I'd, I'd absorbed or... have evaporated, used up, I guess this is what I didn't really touch on, is that I had, I'd had i stayed renting, but I had no income coming in whilst I was starting this business, and I was using my savings, so the money that I had left over from, from buying, uh, selling the house, and, and I was starting to uh, you know, spend that money, and I'd had to put some money in to, to start this business as well, and 
yeah, that there wasn't an abundance of cash, and so I was I was by this stage I was back to absolute broke effectively. So I don't know what age I would have been, maybe like twenty six, twenty seven, um, and 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 nothing really. But I was hungry as shit still, and failure wasn't uh, wasn't an option. I still wasn't thinking about oh I could I could go back to my job like that. That never came for me. I can still picture myself on Waiheke just in this cold room, just on my laptop, I had this shitty laptop that Ben jokes about, and he's like, you fuck, you thought that laptop was so good, uh, I hadn't, I didn't have a Mac or anything by those, um, by those days, so, you know, I, I thought the thing, I had this little tablet thing, was just an outstanding piece of equipment, and it had a detachable keyboard, but anyway, you're not into the geeky stuff, I was just peppering out emails, and I was working my face off, and I'm like, fucking have to make this work, uh, I'm living rent free on Waiheke, it's freezing cold, uh, I can't even afford to get back to the city too many times, so just put your head down and grind, and that's you know, what we were doing, but um, you know, we, we still had enough coin to be able to buy some meals and stuff like that, so it's not like we were absolutely uh, scratching, but I do recall at one stage through one of the house sits, I had to get the old SOS call uh, to the old man at one stage, and was like, mate, um, he was like, how are you getting on? I was like, fuck, this is fucking a lot harder than I thought it was going to be, eh? And he's like, yeah. I'm like, yeah. Why are these things so hard? Why do they have to be so hard? Um, but, you know, that's where the growth really comes from. So I was lucky that he, he dropped me a little bit of a cash care parcel at one stage. I said to Ben, right, oh, mate, this is it. Like, this is the this is the last one, mate. We're going to have to, uh, we're really going to have to make this work. And, um, you know, I'm very lucky that I've got parents like that that are supportive, but it's not like they were dropping off tens of thousands or anything. It was just a bit of coin to say, right, well, you guys can get yourself some groceries and, you know, sing out if you need help. But I was sort of one of those people that I don't like to take help just because it's there. I'd roll that saying you would have heard me say, like, just because you can doesn't mean you should. And I know I could have reached out to the olds and be like, hey, you know, can you help me? And I and I did it at, at times because I think it's important to ask for help, and I was willing to to pay that money back, and um, they they were supportive of me building this business, and it really just sort of sped up what we knew was going to work. It was just going to take longer than what I had anticipated, so I wasn't really asking to borrow money until I really knew. Uh, what we were building would work it was just going to take some time but that was just going to mean again I was having to go back take a few steps back and go into a bit of debt again but I was now using debt um, from family and for a good asset so I wasn't buying fucking lazy boys or king size beds anymore it was I just need to be able to keep myself alive because over the next couple of years I'm going to be able to turn this into something that is going to be able to pay that back easily and I'm going to be away laughing so you know, I was, uh, I was. Things were starting to change with the the way I was using money and the way I was thinking about things and the assets that I was using uh, to repay some of that debt as well. Right, I was wrapping that up six minutes ago and got going on the tangent. But you know, we're almost we're basically back to square one at this stage of the life where I've gone from um, a good income, having cash again, uh, yeah, having cash and having reserves and stuff to um, ringing up the olds, being like, "Fuck, uh, this is really hard," and do you reckon you can help in any way? And luckily, they they were willing to do that. And I know that not everybody has that. Uh, but again, you know, look for what solutions do you have. And I owe my parents a, a massive thank you because they supported me so much and they allowed me to, to live there as well. They could have said, fuck, mate, you know, you thought you were hot shit at 17 off to uni and going to go to, um, you know, your first flat and you didn't need to live at home anymore and all that stuff. Uh, but really, 
they you know they weren't like that and they they let me come home and they could have taught me a lesson couldn't they but they didn't and um it was yeah it was some of the best years that I've had with them because I got to you know reconnect once I was a bit more mature and spend some time with them and we'd always have dinner together and talk different things and they got to see how hard I was working to try and make things work um but you know it's uh it's it's very I was, I'm very lucky and very grateful and I know that you know, not everyone has that and so some people would say that well Luke you're privileged and if that makes me privileged well hey you know um, I'll, I'll cop that that is what it is um, because yeah I, I, I was uh, very lucky through that period but anyway house sitting check it out google it just get something on Facebook you never know who's in your network that might need you to look after their place it's a great way to see a different part of your environment I hope you've enjoyed that. I try to make it fun and bring a bit of banter as well, uh, a bit of cursing as well. But you know, know me by now. I don't mean any offence. But I just like I just like to uh, exaggerate things with a bit of uh, cursing and a bit of fun. So we'll see you tomorrow on March the thirteenth. It's not Black Friday, is it? <laughs>